Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode. I appreciate you being here, whether it's your first time or a long time listener. I appreciate you being here with me today. I got a brand new episode featuring Cal Adore. Uh, This episode might sound a little different. I had some tech issues trying to get my mic to work. We recorded this one uh, over uh, the internet and uh, still a fun chat. So I hope you really enjoy this one and check out all uh, Kel Adore's music wherever you get your music at today. And of course, uh, keep an eye out. Hopefully she'll be coming to St. Louis or uh, a town near you soon. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps out there. uh, All kinds of delicious beverages. Uh, You can get your uh, whatever you're into. All kinds of different flavors. Uh, Even including, uh, I think they still have some samples out there of their uh holiday beer uh, yam and pumpkin and pecan pie and so check those out and of course you can always get some delicious food some burgers and flatbread pizzas and nachos and uh pretzels and all kinds of tasty eats and some great live music happening on the weekends uh, on your Thursdays, you get your Singo Bingo. Uh, this Thursday, December 8th is, uh, 70s. And then on Friday, December 9th, Buddy and Q. And Saturday, December 10th, Steve Kyle. You can find their full concert calendar, beer menu, and food menu at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And, uh, be sure to get involved with them on your Facebook and Instagram. And if you live in the Hannibal, Missouri area, great news. Friendship Brewing Company is coming to you. We got a brand new location opening in 2023. And you can find uh, some details about that on the website as well. And uh, I'll have more information as soon as I know. And we'll be, uh, let's have a good time out in Hannibal, Missouri too. Um, Again, if you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com hit me up on the socials email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com and uh if you want to help support the show a great way to do so is uh hit up the merch store and uh, i got links on the website or you can visit byjack b-y-j-a-c-k.com slash rockpaperpodcast and i got some uh the logo shirts some little debbie shirts hats tank tops, all kinds of, uh, stuff up there you can check out. So I appreciate all of you being here and supporting this show for all these years. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Kel Adore. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. What's up? My name is Kellador, and you're here listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock, rock beats. 
pieces The shame covers non-stop, never know what New kind of guess that he's got coming at you Live and direct on the spot Could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz All kind of folks that he has Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh On the Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town Shame coming at you live and direct from ground zero Here's your hero, here's your bestie Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley
Uh, hey, everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with Kel Adore. Welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm coming live from Los Angeles. So yeah. we've got our music covered here. Yeah. We, uh, well, thank you for uh, bearing with me. Uh, we, we've had some technical difficulties, but uh, we, we made it work. We're here. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to know you a little better. I know um, I uh, we, we just kind of came into contact a little bit ago and um, I've been listening to a lot of your music and I uh, just uh, thought this would be fun to sit and talk and get to know more about you and your story and where it all, uh, where, 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 where we've been and where we're going and everything. So um, I love it. I love it. Yes. And thank yeah. goodness we got through the technical difficulties. We're ready yeah. to roll. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it does, it does make, uh, this a lot easier having these options, you know, now that she's being, like I said, you're in LA and I'm in St. Louis. The fact that we can sit down and have this, uh, is still, still pretty cool that, uh, this even works like this. So, oh yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what, uh, I guess take me back to the beginning. Like, I mean, like, uh, where you, uh, you always in LA is that, or did you, uh, move there? I moved here about a year ago, a little more than a year ago. I'm actually originally from Denver, so that's kind of my home state. Yeah. I moved around a little bit growing up, but I mainly claim Denver as home. So, um, you know, from Rocky Mountains to now West Coast, it's been really fun. I also have a lot of family in Florida. I lived there for a bit. So I've been all across the country. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm working my way around. I mean, I've, uh, St. Louis has always been home for me. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's always been a big thing for me, uh, wanting to see a little bit more of the world. And I, I haven't really traveled a whole lot until fairly recently. Uh, like, you know, I've gone to Chicago a couple of times. I've gone to, um, Florida a few different times with family vacations and things and seen a couple of different, uh, beaches and, uh, just spent the weekend in the Smoky Mountains with uh, oh, nice with some buddies. So that was a lot of fun. We went to like this big uh, ATV park. And, oh my gosh! Yeah, that was That's pretty so fun. I grew up with ATVs for a little bit, so I have a lot of like core memories of riding on ATVs. In fact, I would just <laughs> sing to myself like yeah. I was driving because, and I'd go with my family, and it, you know how loud it gets, and so. Like those are some of my best memories, just like out in nature on an ATV or like it could also sometimes be jeeping yeah. and just like connecting with yourself. That's so fun. I haven't been to the Smokies, so I'm sure that's a whole different experience, though. Yeah. And it like, uh, I don't know, it rained like Friday and Saturday. So oh, like, gosh. so it was like really foggy up in the mountains. And, and like, muddy. Uh, too, yeah, sure. and, oh, yeah. So. It made for a fun trip. We had a real good time. It was my buddy's bachelor party, and uh, it was spending climbing around the mountains, playing in the mud. That's the best way to spend a bachelor party. Like props to yeah. you. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Take yeah, it real, in. <laughs> yeah, it was a real good time. Um, yeah, we. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like I grew up dirt bikes and mini bikes and stuff out in the country, and mm. um, you know, so th this was like this was kind of a new. Uh, the ATVs, the uh, we had uh, side by sides, okay. and uh, that's what we went around and playing yeah. and stuff. So it was, 
I was really impressed though. Those things, uh, they That's amazing. had no problem getting through all the mud and rocks and water and everything. So it was, uh, it was quite the experience. I know you kind of have to just like trust the vehicle and yeah. know how to take things. And you do have to be cautious to an extent, but it's also crazy. Like you said, yeah. how much capable of, but dirt biking, I will say freaks me out. I, yeah. Never could get behind dirt bikes. I don't know what it is. Something about it being like so squirrely just freaks me out. So I couldn't get on board with that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you said you uh you would sing to yourself while you were uh or you would sing out loud? Yeah. 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 So I I grew up and honestly, like my family and my parents tell me, like, even when I was a little girl, like three years old, I would just sing to myself all the time and yeah. I would just make up little songs as I was doing things. And they were like, okay, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, but then when I was maybe about seven is when I started actually writing. And then when, you know, we would go out on these different kind of adventures and I, I was super blessed to be able to do that and have that as a part of my childhood. But um, you know, when I'd be out in nature, I, I really found kind of like that connection to be really strong with music and whether it was like writing or just singing and, you know, you have no inhibitions because you're just out in the wilderness. No one can hear you. Um, I, it really helped me kind of like find my voice and just um, have that kind of deeper connection to music, which I really think laid a good foundation for me because that's a big goal of my current music is just to have it have that deeper emotional kind of human connection. And that I think really did start from young age. Nice. Yeah. That's cool to hear that. Uh, well, you, you saying, uh, this, like it definitely, um, ties into what exactly what you were doing with your new music. Uh, we, uh, we have a new single, still a child uh, available now everywhere. And, uh, I mean, that's basically what you say in the song. Like it, yeah. you find a home video at three years of three years old or, uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so, uh, I'm guessing this was very, comes from a very true story, uh, writing these lyrics and stuff. Oh, absolutely. So it is funny. My sister sent me a video and it was of myself being a total dork and <laughs> singing into like the old iCam, like webcam from the old Max or photo booth, I think is what it was called. But anyway, so she sent me this video and, you know, it just got me kind of nostalgic and in my feels. And, but then I really started to think about, you know, the moments that we grow up and we're forced to kind of grow up. And in those moments, you really recognize how childlike we are Mm -hmm. (laughs) at heart. And I don't know about you, but for me, whenever I've had those moments where, you know, like something happens in your life where things are just turned upside down and you're like, oh, this is what life is. And I do not feel equipped to handle this. And I don't feel ready for this. And I don't feel like, you know, this is what I imagined for my life. But I think everybody has those moments, you know, whether it's unfortunately when you're a kid yourself going through things or, you know, as you enter into adulthood and you're starting to kind of get a taste of reality. um, I do think that we're all kind of kids at heart, but in a beautiful way, in a way that helps us kind of connect to our roots and to our innocence. So 
when I was eight Singing about all the dreams that I had and I just couldn't wait All of my young insecurities written all over my face Since then I've learned how to hide them now I keep them buried away I make them all say man I mean, there's a, there's a lot of me that, you know, I'm uh, 37 and still kind of refuse to grow up essentially. Like, you know, it's just like a, a lot of my friends around me are, you know, we, I, I am married. We've been married eight, eight years, but uh, we don't have any ch children yet. And yeah. um, a lot of, a lot of my friends are having babies and stuff and I'm still going to concerts a couple times a week and going out and, you know, having fun and so. <laughs> No, and, and I think that's great. Like everyone has a different life path and different choices. Yeah, and, sure. Um, but it's so true. Like you, when you're a kid, you look at adults and you're like, oh, like that's a grown woman. Like when I'm a yeah. grown woman, I'm going to be doing X, Y, Z. And then you get there and you're like, <laughs> and I used to laugh because my grandma and um, she actually passed away last year, which. Right. Uh, sorry, to, sorry to hear that. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's life, but she used to always say that she was trapped. She was a 17 year old trapped yeah. in a 
you know, 80 year old's body. And we would always be like, oh, bingo. Like we called her bingo, which I know is so weird, but we'd be like, bingo, you're so silly. But like the older I get, the more I realize, like, I can totally understand why she felt that way. Like once you hit a certain age, you kind of just feel like yourself. And then what's the difference really between a 17 year old and a 36 year old? Like there obviously are differences in terms of experience and just life learnings and all of that. But you are who you are from the day you come out into this world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I mean, that's, I think it's more like, a, uh, you know, it's not like that you're just immature or whatever, but it's just like, you can still have like, look at life that way. Like I look at that. That's why I like to like, when I go to concerts, there's so many people like you see that are kind of like, hang on the, you know, back or whatever. And they kind of just like, afraid to dance or you know let let, you know or sing along or whatever and then you see those people that like right up in the front and just like you know having the time of their life and it's like what happened when like where in Mm. life do we we decide like i'm not gonna dance anymore i'm not gonna you know sing anymore or what you know and stuff like that it's like like, but when you're a kid like that's like all you want to do you know again you're like you don't care who's looking, you know, whatever. You're just yeah. like, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just, you know, having fun. And that's what it should be about. I know. Well, and that's, so one of the lyrics is, um, I make them all say, man, she's got her act together, but they don't know the storms I weather. And I feel yeah. like that kind of touches on what you're explaining. Like we put on this kind of facade sometimes of like who we are supposed to be and how we're supposed to present ourselves. And right. Whether that's not dancing at a concert or whatever it is, like I do think, like sometimes we just got to say, like, screw it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go dance at the concert, you know? And if yeah. people laugh at you, like they'll never see you again. Like, who cares? They're probably more worried about themselves than yeah. they are with you. There, are, there is like some, some, uh, like, you know, a little uh, kind of heavier undertones to some of these lyrics, you know? It's like as you're, as you get into it, like, even though it is a kind of a, this poppy, you know, upbeat song and stuff, there is definitely some, if you listen to, if you, you know, listen to the lyrics and get into it, it definitely kind of has more of a, some of the, you know, heavier, heavier side to it also. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and I think that kind of touches to the realities of life right. and growing up and, you know, as much as we do still have that kind of childlike innocence within each of us and we also do have to go through things that are very very difficult and you know i do think about you know some people in my family very close to me who um you know their childhood was not as idyllic as i was lucky to have or Mm -hmm. you know some people later in life start to go through challenges and i think that we do have these moments where you know we just want to run away (laughs) and hide out that's another lyric want to hide out for a while um, I actually just finished my merch and I actually have it right here. If you want me to show you, I yeah, have we'll see it. So I'm excited. Um, so this is for still a child and it's literally like a little tree house. Yeah. Oh. It? It's kind yeah, it's of, kind of, yeah, it's kind of blurring on it there. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I have the blur on my camera yeah. I'll see picture after, but, all right. um, but it's a treehouse because, you know, that lyric of want to hide out for a while, like there are days that 
things happen in life and you're like, I just want to go back to not having to worry about this, but you obviously can't do that. Like you still right. have this life. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's something that, um, I aspire to in my music, um, at least in this phase of my music is to have kind of those deeper meanings and kind of emotional things. And, um, I don't know if I'll always write music like that. You know, I, I want to learn and grow and change. And obviously like, it's fun to write a a fun love song or a fun little dance number, right. whatever. But um, I do think there's power in kind of opening up and talking about the challenges in life. For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, um, I think that's kind of the, also the, the beauty of music and uh, as a, as a songwriter, like you, you put that stuff out there and there's, there's a lot of times where, you know, I'm listening to something and I'm like, there feels like they're telling my story or how, what I'm going through. And that's like one of the best things is like when you relate with a complete stranger, you know, essentially like uh, just through their music and stuff. And that's, uh, so I mean, I think you putting those things in there and people get making it relatable in a sense, like we've all had those feelings. So. Yeah. And I think that's when you strike gold as a songwriter is yeah. like, people are thinking about themselves and they're yeah. not thinking about you. They're not going, Oh, this is Kelador's song. And this is about her. It's this is, you know, now related to me because we're all human and we go through similar things. And that's another thing I strive to do with my writing and my songwriting process is think about other stories and not just my own. Obviously mm -hmm. my own are injected in, in many ways, but I could have the same song with different lyrics and maybe one is not even about me. And it's, yeah. it's by another story um because i think that just shows like the thread of connection of humanity like we all go through a lot and it's funny I, I see this on tiktok a lot where they're like i have never had an original thought or an original experience in my life like as the internet has opened up and people uh, are kind of peering into each other's lives it's like how did you have that same experience you know halfway across the world as a human it's just yeah. it's mind-blowing Oh yeah. 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 I, um, I did enjoy that you, uh, referenced Shania. I love Shania. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought that was cool. I like, uh, I mean, it was, uh, I'm guessing she was, was she a pretty big, uh, influence on you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think like, I literally grew up listening to her. And when I was younger, I, even when I was like five, I remember picturing myself like on a stage of, I don't know why I had this, but it was like this cylindrical stage that I pictured myself on top of and like singing with Shania, like I just singing her music. And I actually yeah. just finished watching her documentary the other week. And she's just such an inspiration and such a powerhouse. And, um, come on, it's Shania. Yeah. Twain. She's so iconic and for good reason. Um, so yeah, she's definitely an inspiration of mine. Well, I am, I'm glad you said that too, because the uh, I was going to ask about the doc because it's, I mean, I I was, yeah, I watched it. Me and my wife, she's a, my wife's a super fan also, huh. um, and uh, I you know I know I knew quite a bit of her story. I knew uh, you know the songs obviously, and it's like, but watching that, I was like, man, what a badass! Like she's just like, I I didn't realize quite you know, fully appreciate her story until watching that. And I'm like, it's just like, it was really cool to see it all come together on in that documentary like that. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't watched it, 
here's a little plug. Go watch yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. she's touring again uh, coming this summer. So I am uh, secured my tickets to. You did. Yeah. Oh I need to get some tickets. Yeah. And it was funny because um, I, I don't think I had released the song yet, but I had written it. And then I saw that Harry and Shania performed at Coachella. Oh, and it was kind of crazy because like she hadn't really been in the news or like pop culture recently, but I was right. like reflecting on that. And then all of a sudden, like I wrote this song and now Shania is like back in full force. And I was like, that is amazing. I'm going to say I partially manifested that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, I just, uh, maybe we can manifest the rest of that story and uh, get you on stage with her and. Oh, dude, and, let's and do it. Sing, sing along with it. So I know, I know that would what, be amazing. What, what's, what will be the song you would think uh, you, that you would want to sing with her? Honestly, I'm a sucker for "You're Still the One." Like that is the best love song. I think yeah. it just is so sweet and like long lasting, and just I love her bops. Like I love all her other stuff, but that one is so sweet and powerful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, great song. Um, yeah, I'm excited to to see what else. And she's also uh they're doing like a live um Beauty and the Beast. Oh. Yeah. And uh and she's uh playing Miss Potts. So I didn't know that. What the heck? I guess I'm not as a super fan as I thought. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. So that's coming up in uh like uh first week of December or something like that on ABC, I think, or something like that. So they're okay. yeah. So yeah, she's she's everywhere right now. She's uh she's not she's hot right now, she for sure. Yeah, no, she's definitely inspiring. And um I just feel really lucky, especially as a woman like in the industry, to have icons like her to kind of look up to and just see how she um, you know, shared powerful messages and kind of broke records and standards. And I I do think as a woman in the industry, we do have a lot of kind of um, different challenges and things we have to face. So it's amazing to see kind of the progress that she paved the way for artists like me to come up and to be inspired and to, you know, go for my dreams because I saw her doing that when I was just a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. I I did think it was interesting. uh, Like kind of, you know, they kind of covered in the doc about like, uh, I don't know. I just look, look like, you know, like she wore like the sexy outfits and all this stuff, the fashion that she wore and stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I think, I think there was some, you know, pushback from uh, middle America, you know, totally. You yeah. Know, but, but she, uh, you know, definitely, uh, I think there was a lot of people that uh, I felt it was, you know, and there is definitely a, a power to it. The fact that she would, yeah. was, wasn't afraid to, to do what she wanted to do and stuff. So, yeah, I feel like the way she went about it was just, yeah, very kind of in her power yeah. and confident and not like trying to make a statement or shove it down people's throats, but just like being who she is and embracing who she is and not being worried about other people's opinions. And right. I think that's something that we all have to kind of face and work through is, you know, shifting from people pleasing, at least for myself, like I can be such a people pleaser. (laughs) And I've, I've learned to move away from that. And I really feel like I've had a great journey, but, um, yeah, just learning to like, trust yourself and not be so worried about everything else. Yeah. 
you mentioned uh starting writing the songs at like seven is that right yes yes i you... go ahead <laughs> well, i was gonna say what, what are you what are you writing about at seven years old what's uh horrible songs nothing good but like i think my first song lyrics were I don't want to be one. I don't want to be two. I just want to grow up and be with you because I thought being a baby was being a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Uh, all right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like seven, you know, and um, I don't know, like I, I wrote like cute little songs or like, you know, in middle school, I'd have little crushes and I'd like write a little poem. I actually, oh my gosh, okay, this is an embarrassing story. I wrote a little like song for this guy. I, I like... I think I secretly had a crush on him a little bit, but I also kind of like didn't like him at all. Kind of like enemies to lovers, but never yeah. hit the lovers part. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I remember like writing some song lyrics about him and I wrote it on this little like notebook piece of paper and I like showed it to my friends and they like thought it was super weird and creepy hmm. and stalkerish. And then I felt like, oh, is this like, over the top <laughs> after that i like didn't really tell people that i wrote songs which i'm kind of just connecting the dots right now that like it took me a minute to kind of get over that because it was like not cool and it was like obsessive and whatever so if it, it, anyway it's just kind of a funny funny thing growing up and and writing and making art and and now from then to where i am today you know there's just a lot of growth and I wouldn't be where I am without those little dumb notebook lyrics that I wrote in right. school. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really a shame that, um, especially like you are so, uh, influenced by your peers at that age and like, and you, you desperately want to fit in with your, your friends and you're just, you know, you, I, I work in the school system, so I see it like mm -hmm. all the time the time every day just like happening live like and it's just like but so many kids do that like you know push down their feelings or or uh, you know stop doing something because somebody said it was dumb or whatever it's like mm -hmm. you know and then eventually they realize oh that was that was dumb you know i need to i need to be who i am i need to fly yeah. and I, I need to do this uh the way it is so well and it's funny i do think that like that feeling does prevail throughout our lives, even with, you know, social media, like, you know, my TikTok, for example, like I, I feel like in some ways I'm kind of just starting. I think most of my following is on my Instagram. And then I did have like my first few viral videos last month, which I was like, finally a breakthrough. But even since then, like sometimes I share something and I do still feel that like, embarrassment almost like oh what if someone sees this and thinks it's dumb but yeah. i constantly have to remind myself like if they think it's dumb like that's a reflection of them and i just yeah. need me and just hit the button so if you're listening and you felt you know you felt worried about creating art or posting something you're excited about like my advice is just hit the button hit yeah. post, just do it and then what's the worst that could happen sure yeah i mean i I get a lot of, uh, you know, I've been doing my, my show now for like eight and a half years and I get a lot of people like, Hey, how do I do a podcast? And how do you know, like, mm -hmm. it's like, do it, you know, buy a mic and hit record. Like just like yeah. it, put yourself out there, have fun. And it's like, it doesn't have to be really anything and be whatever you want it to be. But, 
but that's kind of the thing is like so many people are afraid to take that first step and make that you know afraid to put themselves out there so yeah that's the biggest thing is just doing it yeah yeah for sure we're all gonna we're all gonna be bad at start you know it's like you gotta start somewhere though I know. And that's what's funny is you look at any like successful, iconic person, whatever, and then you look at them 10 years ago mm-hmm. and it's like everyone's got to start somewhere. So I think that's good advice. Like just just do one little thing at a time. Buy the yeah. mic, record one podcast. Like you don't have to set your expectation to be crazy, but you can just do one little thing at a time. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, well, you uh, you can find uh, you mentioned uh, Instagram and TikTok. You can find Calador on the socials. You can find um, their your music streaming on all the platforms. Uh, we got new merch on the way. You said yes, yes. Yeah. Which you're actually the first person I've really told. So well, new merch exclusive. Um, check it out on my website. It's at kelador.com. And then, yeah, um, if you're coming my way from the show, please shoot me a DM and yeah. let me know you heard Shane and I chat. I say <laughs> so can you, uh, I guess, like going forward into, uh, you know, the new year and stuff, I mean, what is, what is like some goals for uh, Kelador? Do you, do you, you trying to get out and tour more or a new album or what's, uh, what's, what yeah. Yeah. So I've been thinking about my next year a lot lately. So perfect timing to ask this question. Um, Really, I think some of my top focuses are to release more music, which I have, like I'm, I'm sitting on some music. I'm kind of, you know, putting together more because I do want to release more next year. Um, I have a music video coming, which I filmed and I'm so excited about. And yeah, I think more shows, you know, that's going to be a big push for next year. Um, I just performed actually at my first red carpet event in Hollywood, which was like crazy that that can happen, but it can. Like I moved here a year ago and I'm like, wow, I'm performing at a red carpet event. How cool is that? So, um, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to keep kind of pushing on live shows and connecting with people and just giving you all more music because that's truly what I love to do the most. Yeah. What, uh, take me also, like, let's go back a minute to, uh, leaving to, to go to LA. What, how do you know, how do you know, uh, like, is there something that tells you like in your heart that just like, this is, it's calling to, to make that jump? Like, how do you know when in the right time is to move? Yeah. You know, I never thought I would live here and I swore up and down. It was impractical. It was too expensive. It was a pipe dream, all of those things. And so, I mean, I I think in the back of my mind, I kind of had this idea of like, well, maybe it would be good, but like, I just didn't really believe in myself, you know? And I think I heard a lot of voices, even, you know, growing up or even just from people in my circles that were like, California sucks, you know, (laughs) like people just hate on California a lot in general. So it was not at all in my purview. But then I think what changed is um, I started listening to a podcast called And the Writer Is with Ross Golan. It's like for songwriters. He brings on big songwriters. Um, I think it was maybe Andy Grammer. I can't remember who it was, but someone on his show said like, LA is the place to be. If you want to get into songwriting, like you got to be 
where the sausage is made essentially yeah, just to sure. make those connections. Um, so that kind of got me thinking like, Oh, like, you know, obviously you can absolutely do things remote and virtually like a hundred percent that should not stop you. But for what I was trying to accomplish, I, you know, that kind of planted the seed. And then, um, I mean, I think for me, it was just like a series of events happened. My, one of my producers, his, um, his intern, like found me on TikTok. I only had 500 followers at the time. So found me, uh, we started kind of having some conversations. We started working together remote virtually. And then I went out to LA to record my first single fool for the pain. I took a trip out here and I just like fell in love with it. And it was, it was so bizarre. Like everything just kind of lined up and exactly what you said. Like, I totally felt like it was kind of a calling in a way. Like I, like, I don't know how else to describe it, but it it did feel very kind of spiritual for me. Like it felt like something I needed to do. And, um, that summer, like it just became very clear that that was supposed to be my next step. And I was like, I don't know necessarily why I don't know where this is going to lead, but I feel like I need to be in LA. So, um, you know, I was very lucky and blessed to be able to make that happen. Obviously moving is, you know, a lot of time and money and, you know, you've got to prep for it. Um, but for me, it was absolutely worth it. And I just feel so lucky to be here. And if you've ever wanted to live anywhere and you've ever had that thought of, Oh, I want to go live in Singapore for crying out loud, like wherever it is, like you can make it happen. You have the power to do that. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of my story and getting here. And since yeah. then it's, it's been a wild ride and, you know, I still sometimes feel a little lost in the big city, but it's, um, it's, it's really great. Yeah. yeah I, I, I had a conversation uh, not long ago with a buddy uh, who, you know, is kind of in the country music world and was spent like a long time in Nashville and just recently moved back home to St. Louis and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and that's kind of the thing, like, you know, you, I think like uh, something like that, like just being in the city um, just greatly improves all your networking abilities. You know, the fact that you can constantly link up with other writers, uh, musicians and, you know, creators and stuff. And just there's so many other like minded people, you know, also chasing the dream that want to collaborate and stuff. I think that's a, a big part of it. So. Yeah. And it is an adjustment. Like I will say you, when you move into a big city, like you're used to maybe being a bigger fish in a smaller pond. And then you're like, wow, I'm one tiny fish in this massive ocean. (laughs) But yeah, there's just, there's a lot of people that are, you know, very like-minded, like you said. And I think it's also what you make it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you have to kind of find your pocket and you kind of have to give it time to settle in and, I feel like I've heard the advice of like, if you move somewhere, you need to give it one year before you actually feel settled. Right. Actually, you know, so like, don't, don't judge it by the first few months. Like you've got to kind of establish yourself. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, all of that said, you can make music anywhere. You can make art anywhere. And, you know, look at us, like we are (laughs) conversation and you're in St. Louis and wonderful. Yeah. Well, hopefully we can get you uh, out here, Torn. Hopefully we can get you to come yeah. through St. Louis sometime soon. That'd be fun to, I would love to, it. to meet up and uh, 
maybe get some uh, Emo's pizza or some toaster raviolis or. Okay. You know, all the good spots. <laughs> I, I, I do know a lot of good spots, but yeah, those are like our, what St. Louis is kind of known for. Like we're, we're not, none of it's uh, like, uh, you know, uh, it's all deep, deep fried and uh, it's, yeah. So, that sounds uh, but, so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let you know if I'm ever in the area and uh, yeah. grab some of those iconic food items. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, I got a couple of uh, silly questions. So I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. to get your take on some of these. And uh, uh, all right. One I always, I've been having fun with is um, uh, we have a, uh, a Calador action figure come out. Uh, what would you like to see? Or I guess maybe like, a, you know, like a Barbie or whatever. I don't know. What, yeah, whatever yeah. it might be. Uh, but what would you like to see as your like three accessories to go with your. Oh my gosh. I love that your... question. That's literally the best question. Um, If I had like a Barbie, which would be literally a dream. Are you kidding me? Um, I would. Oh, which by the way, side note, I was named after like a Kelly doll. Oh yeah. Like my real name is Kelly, but I go All by right. Kel and like Kellador. So I have a special connection to Barbies. But anyway, <laughs> um, I would say like a a pen, like a songwriter pen. Um, Do you have a particular one you you enjoy writing with? Honestly, I use my laptop. Oh, so yeah. boring, right. but like I want to represent. Um, my dog. I have a little toy Australian Shepherd. So like, if I could have a little dog i would love that and then um i mean maybe a microphone but i feel like like a head headphones or a microphone all like, right yeah yeah that'd be fun yeah uh or what's a song that always gets stuck in your head or or maybe like uh stuck in your head this morning or lately? um i hate that i thought this but i literally thought the song friday <laughs> Rebecca Black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was my first thought. Like it gets stuck in your head, but like not in the best way. Um, I think I also sing a lot like um oh gosh, what's the name of the song? Tell them all I know now. Um impossible. Yeah. Kind of an yeah. old a goodie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. It, it is uh, that that whole thing is is interesting to think about the how the brain works and how that like those little earworms, those songs get stuck in there, and you just like so. Yeah, cool. Uh, what? Um, all right. What? Uh, the day comes along. We've got the Kellador biopic. Who would you like to see cast to play you in the in the movie? Okay. Ooh. Do you ever get? You ever get? You like? Look like somebody. Oh, oh, what's the name of the actress? I've been told I look like Reese Witherspoon, which is such a compliment. Um, but a younger actress, she's in Jumanji. I want to say her mate her name is like Madison Eisler. I'm gonna look it up yeah. real quick. All right. She um I think she's so adorable. Or wait, yeah, Jumanji cast you know what i'm talking about like she was the she was like the kind of in, like popular in the original or the uh the rock version in in the rock version okay yeah okay welcome to the jungle 
2017. I'm, I feel bad. I'm like forgetting her name. Madison Iceman. There you go. You're pretty close. Yeah. I think yeah. she's adorable. Yeah. But yeah, I also love Florence Pugh. Yeah. Anyway. That would be, uh, I don't know. I just, these are just uh, silly things I think about. Like, it uh, would be fun. I love it. Yeah. That's so fun to think about. Um, all right. Um, what about our last one here? Uh, what about a uh, dream duet or collaboration? I know we talked uh, a lot about, you know, singing with Shania, but is there uh, is there somebody else maybe that you, uh, you know, even uh, producers or any? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. John Bellion, number yeah. one. I'm a huge John Bellion fan. I think he's like a big reason I even got into actually pursuing music seriously. Um, and then the monsters and the strangers would be incredible to work with production wise. Yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar with uh, either of those. So I'm maybe so, I need to do some homework. The monsters and the strangers produce like all of the big stars. Like, I think they just did some stuff with Lizzo. They've done stuff with Beaver and like yeah. they, they've done stuff with everyone. Um, and then John Bellion, he is, he has his own kind of niche music and fan base like he kind of has a cult following like people love him um but he also is an incredible writer and producer and he has credits like holy justin bieber midnight sky miley cyrus trumpets jason derulo monsters rihanna and eminem like he's yeah. kind of behind the scenes on a lot of stuff and he's just got a very kind of like raw approach to music which i really love all right, cool. Yeah, Check I mean, I, def I definitely know those songs. I just, uh, it's, yeah, it's cool. Um, so yeah, that's uh, well, hopefully we can make that happen too. That'd be uh, that'd be fun. Totally, it's actually crazy because um, I'm writing with a team, and one of the guys on the team, uh, he asked me like, who are some of your influences? And I said John Bellion, and he was like, oh yeah, that's crazy. I'm I'm writing with his team next week. <laughs> Use me? What? Right. I I feel like. That is very cool. Like I'm only a few degrees away now. Sure. That connection. And you know, that's how it works. You write with people, they know people and you tell people what you want. You say, Oh, I, I love John Bellion. And they go, Oh, cool. Like I'm working with yeah. them and yeah. we'll see what happens. Hey, John. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> hey, John. <laughs> I've been writing with someone that you know. <laughs> yeah. But so. yeah, that's um definitely really crazy. Like just shows you how you put things out to the universe and they can start happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm excited that, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see your continued growth and, um, uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, we'll get some more new music coming soon. And, uh, like maybe, like I said, maybe, maybe some more shows and maybe something, a uh, St. Louis stop would be fun for me and get to uh, get to hang out. And, um, but, uh, if I ever make it to LA, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see you. I'll try to catch you out there. So yes, please do yeah. Shane. It's such a pleasure and so much fun talking to you. I'm so glad we can make it happen. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, maybe we link up when, uh, the new tunes are ready and, uh, you're ready yeah. to share. And, uh, but, uh, but thank you for spending some time with me today. And again, find Kelador on your socials, uh, and all your, wherever you get your digital music at today and, uh, Kelador.com. You said, Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah, Everything at Kelador or at Kelador Music should cover yeah. your base. Very cool. Well, thank you again. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you uh, spending some time with me today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah.
Bye, everybody.